This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. The Happy Bunny Tale podcast is for informational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All conversations and information exchanged during participation on the Happy Bunny Tales podcast are intended for informational and or entertainment purposes only. Interaction with Happy Bunny Tales should not be considered treatment or medical advice. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Hello, my happy bunnies. Today, we had a very special guest join us on the show, and here is what it sounded like. All right, welcome listeners, and today's guest is Eric G. Reed. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I love the name of your show. Ah, thank you. Well, it, it kind of stems from the whole uh, trying to find happiness and my love for bunnies. Because <laughs> I just love bunny rabbits. I was going to say, who can be sad cuddling a bunny? Right? Exactly. All right. So you are a speaker, you're a coach, you're a catalyst for change. Uh, but best of all is you have an amazing daughter who has cerebral palsy, but she brings immense joy and happiness into your life, right? Oh, Eva is amazing. She does, she does crack me up. <laughs> And I'd love to hear how she cracks you up. So why don't you tell us a little bit about her and maybe some of the challenges you face and how she's brought joy and happiness into your life? Sure. So Eva and her brother came to us through an adoption. It was um, really a big accident. Uh, I had been working in foster care and family services for years and I was just about two weeks from shutting down the door, turning off my license, the whole thing. And they said, we have an emergency placement. It's a brother and his sister. And because she um, requires high support, we have no place to put her. Would you please take her through the weekend? Take them both, please, just through the weekend. I was like, no. And I must have said that like six times. And finally, I got worn down and I said, yes. So when Eva arrived, she was three months old and she had been diagnosed, well, she had non-accidental head trauma, which created this cerebral palsy, which is a brain injury, or think of it much like a stroke in a child. So portions of her brain were dramatically injured, which were showing up in a lot of ways. She couldn't verbalize. She couldn't focus on objects. She couldn't suck a bottle. She couldn't move herself independently. Like she didn't know how to move her, her body. Um, and they said, that's probably the way she's going to be for life. You know, we sort of adopted a nickname of calling it, she's going to basically be a car seat kid. She's going to move from one car seat to the rest next for the rest of her life. That was not the joy. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow we knew that if we didn't take them both, that they would be separated just because of the way the process works. And I couldn't see them 
losing the only true connections, that DNA biological history connection. So we agreed to uh, adopt both of them. And the amazing thing about Eve, and I think it's the same thing that we should all adopt, is she never read her prognosis. She never read her medical report. She never read the limited thinking that the doctors had placed on her. She just went about being her. And so she started walking at two and a half, which for most parents would be about 18 months late, but that was right on time for her. That's wonderful. Um, And then the way she typically learns is in little segments, like she'll learn to walk and then she'll sort of stop learning to walk and move on to learning to eat or learning to speak. And so everything happens in like year chunks. Whereas with most kids, it all kind of happens at once and you turn around, they're walking, talking, eating, and, you know, destroying the house. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. We spent two and a half years just going from laying flat to crawling, to trying to stand vertically, to making her feet move. And once we finally got that, we thought, oh good, we're done. Like now she's back to normal, she's walking. Now, we had to go back and figure out how to talk. Then we had to figure out how to feed ourselves, like literally get, like at three and three and a half, she's still trying to figure out how to get the spoon in her hand, let alone from the table to her mouth. Um, And truthfully, I didn't sign up for that. Like, like I didn't realize it was going to be that hard and that frustrating. And that, it just, man, it's, if you have a kid with a disability, everybody keeps saying, oh, they'll be fine. Just give them lots of love, pray for them. You know, it's like, really? Because <laughs> yeah. I've been hearing that for the last year and a half and we still haven't figured out how to hold a cup. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love your encouragement, but could you give me some solutions to the problems I face every single hour of every single day? Not being able to leave her in the care of other adults because they didn't understand her put a big strain on our relationship as a family and as a couple. Not being able to understand what she was saying made us frightened for her safety of like, what is happening that she's not communicating to us around her and to her. And so when you ask about the the dark things, they were constant. They are never ending still to this day. She's now nine years old and she's never, when I say never out of our sight, she has independence. She rides a bike, a special bike. She walks. She has some neighbor friends down the street that the kids understand that she's even, you know, they, they, they play and they adapt. But we never really fully exhale because we don't know what's going to happen next. That makes sense. I mean, it, it, it's like a, con- I, I can only imagine it's a constant worry and a constant stress. It's, it's, it's huge because and I, and I speak to maybe dads that have special needs kids or kids with special needs. For a normal dad, and because we have two kids and one is fairly normal, whatever that looks like, 
there's this belief that somewhere between 18 and maybe 25, he'll move out, have an apartment, make his own lunch. With her, that's not a reality. And so then I begin to say, what am I gonna look like at 25 for her? Am I gonna be able to manage her needs at 30? How do I prepare today for that need in 15, 20, or 30 years when I'm 15, 20, 30 years older? And how do I begin to plan for her? Like you just constantly are in strategy mode when you have a kid like that. And it's very easy to not see the joy, to see the good moments, to see the happy side mm -hmm. or the bunny side of life. <laughs> and I, I say that the blessing of Corona is that she and I have spent a lot of time, a lot of time, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of time together. And for the first time, we're cracking each other up. She has, she has the best sense of humor. And she loves to laugh. She just, I mean, she is a comedian in her own broken language. The other day I said, um, I kept calling her meanie. I'm like, you're just a meanie, 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 meanie. And all of a sudden she goes, miney mo. And then she's laughing. <laughs> And I was like, oh, girl, you won that one. <laughs> or she, I go into the bathroom and she hides outside the door to boo me. But the whole time she's giggling and laughing because she thinks she's going to get one over on me. And just listening to her laugh with this sheer anticipation of scaring me cracks me up to the point that I have <laughs> to play along. Um, of course, because you can't spoil the moment. No, you can't. She, she will, she does not, like, yes, she gets upset and she gets frustrated and she has little nine-year-old girl pouting fits like any normal nine-year-old girl. But part of her is just like, oh, well, that's done. Moving on. She'll walk into my office during the day and say, miss me? And I'll be like, what? <laughs> She's like, you miss me? Which, if you understood her language pattern, really means, do you miss me yet? <laughs> it's like, girl, you were just here five minutes ago. <laughs> um, so her comedy, her sense of comic timing and humor is so unexpected because her language skills are so limited that, you know, you wouldn't expect humor when you don't have language. But when she does deliver, she does it in her own way that she laughs with you, not at herself. Yeah. Her favorite thing is to like run into the room and go, da, 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 da. And you're like, what? And she'll show you whatever she just did. Like, look at me, I did it. And so you have to play along with that. That is such a, it sounds like she has such an amazing positive attitude to life in general. She really, you know, she's, the other thing is she lives with gratitude. And to the point that it's almost like when I say annoying, it shouldn't be, but it can be like, I'll make lunch in the middle of the day and, you know, typical dad mode, make it, set it down, feed him, get them out of the cafeteria kind of thinking. And I'll hand her a napkin and she will with all sincerity say, thank you. Or you'll walk through a room and you'll say hi and she'll say hi and then she'll say thank you like not like a reactive parrot kind of thing but she just wants people to know 
that she appreciates whatever little thing happens to her. And the way she says it, you, ha you feel it. I mean, you, like we've all had those people that'll say thank you and it feels really kind of flat, like- polite. Robotic. Robotic, polite, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not her. She'll walk in, like I'm sure as soon as I finish this, I made lunch just before we stopped on the call and she'll walk in later and go, thank you for my lunch. And I'll just look at her like, yeah, like that's my job. I'm your dad. Like, I don't expect gratitude, but she always delivers it. It sounds to me like she has such a pure uh, mentality because most people go through life not being grateful for all of those small things. And a lot of people don't realize that it's those small things that bring us that happiness in our lives. And it sounds to me like she's already ahead of the game. She's so much better than me at that. <laughs> like, like, if it's pizza night, you'll get this, yes! Like she just won the Georgia Lotto, you know, yes. And I'm like, it's just pizza girl, like $5 pizza, calm down. But I try and sometimes wonder, it's like, how can, how, how can you have that level of gratitude and excitement and joy? Like girl, you can't walk like normal kids. You can't talk like normal kids. You struggle in school with some basic concepts and, you know, like, girl, your life is hard. Like, I couldn't live your life. And yet you walk around cracking jokes, saying thank you to any and everybody. And she never misses a chance to walk into the office and she'll, or wherever I'm at, but she walks in and she pats my head, much like I'm a large standard poodle. And she'll say, I like you. Or, <laughs> you a good boy or every night she she'll go to bed and then she'll wake up like randomly and she'll come in and say i love you forgot translation i forgot to tell you i love you um so she, I, I i don't i wish i could get inside her little head and figure out what prompts her to be so connected to people and bringing that joy and bringing that love and bringing that gratitude to people because she makes an effort that is heroic, heroic in that level. That is absolutely beautiful and so wonderful. Um, Eric, I want to really thank you for uh, joining me today because listening, uh, you talk about your daughter has just I mean, it, it, it's put such a smile on my face and, 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 and I'm hoping it's going to put people in a good mood because it sounds like she's just a beautiful and very amazing person. Uh, with that, uh, with- It is, and it's funny that, I mean, the whole COVID-19 thing and being in isolation or whatever you want to call it, mm has -hmm. really magnified that enough for me to see it at a new level. Like and, it's always and, been there, but I just didn't see it as much. And that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the, especially knowing in this, you know, time to know that there are, there are still good things coming out of all of this uh, is really amazing. Um, all right. So uh, one more question for you. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to promote uh, a book website, uh, anything you want to promote? <laughs> yeah. 
my daughter for babysitting, you know, because I still need a break every now and then. Um, <laughs> I, what I do as a coach and part of how I became a success coach was realizing that if I didn't really focus on what living a life of success was about, I would have missed this opportunity. And so that's a lot of what my programs at Success Life You are about, is realizing that success isn't that award at the end of the year or you know, being at the top level of your company's sales team, that it's about living present in each and every moment, including our businesses. That is awesome. So uh, again, the website is www.successlifeu, as in the letter U, not Y-O-U.com, right? Correct. Awesome. All right. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today. So again, I would like to thank our special guest for joining us today. And as always, keep on hopping, my happy bunnies. <laughs>